0: God. Proverbs 13 and 12. Let's read it together. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Let's read it again. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. I want to preach just for the next little bit. Hope for the hopeless. Hope for the hopeless. Let's lay our Bibles down. Could we pray across the building right now? Father, we love you, and I pray, God, for your help in this house. I pray, God, for a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. I pray, God, for discernment in this place, Lord, that you would give somebody a word. I pray, God, for a prophetic word in this house. God, that you could turn somebody's life around. God, that you would touch somebody in a mighty way, quicken my mind, let me be alert, and I pray, God, you would strengthen somebody in this house, anoint me to preach, anoint your ears to hear, in Jesus' name we pray, if you're going to help me preach, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. One translation of this text says, not getting what you want can make you feel sick. But when what is desired comes to you, it becomes a tree of life. Another translation says hope put off is weariness to the heart. But when what is desired comes, it is a tree of life. Desire or uh, this longing, if you will, the Bible's talking about this longing that we want. Hope that you can see is not hope. Let me say it again Hope that you can see is not hope We have this longing Something that we cannot see Faith is the substance of things hoped for But the evidence of things not seen For by it our elders obtained a good report Abraham searched for a city Whose builder and maker was God But he never found it But he never quit looking for it But I tell you he found it Can I tell you, he found it. And we're searching for a city whose builder and maker is God. And one of these days, this greatest hope that we have is that we're going to leave this world and enter into another world. My grandmother used to sing about heaven all the time. And I want to tell you, there is a place called heaven that I hope to see. We are not hopeless when we say the word heaven. We're not hopeless when we talk about a world where there's streets of gold and walls of jasper and gates of pearl, Somebody shout heaven. I feel like preaching. There's a song I love to sing, Going Up Yonder. One of these days, this is what our hope is for. Everything is not about this world. Maybe your heaven is here, but I've lived here long enough, Brother Tommy, to tell you this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. All my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And the angels beckon me at heaven, and I can't feel at home. Why? Because my hope lays somewhere else. My hope is in a place that one day the trumpet's going to sound and those that are dead are going to rise up and then those that are alive. In fact, we're going to have a party up there. Somebody shout heaven. Heaven. Somebody say it with me, heaven. Heaven is a place that we are going. I have this hunger for heaven, a longing to see heaven. Heaven. We're gonna have. A, there's a party going on downstairs. I can hear it right now. All these kids, but there's a party happening over there. Yeah, that's right. The Bible says that when a sinner repents, that the angels rejoice over one sinner. Can I tell you? It doesn't matter what your name is or where you come from. You might feel like in this place tonight with the worship and the presence of God. You might be in here without hope. You feel hopeless. I come to preach to you that you're the one that I come to preach to you right now. That there is hope. That if you can ever get this inside of you, oh, that preacher's preaching about a heaven, some jack and the beanstalk story, but I stand here telling you, I've never been there, but I've had a taste of it down here. I have had this taste here. This longing, somebody say a longing, a desire. But I have lived long enough and pastored enough people in my life to tell you I have seen people that have had a desire and a longing for things to happen that they've prayed for. But hope deferred maketh the heart sick. Somebody say heart sick. Heart sick. It means... When your hope, the thing you've been longing for Isn't in your grasp The thing that you've wanted to happen Still hasn't come to pass yet Things you've prayed for and longed for When it's deferred or delayed it, It's not there yet How many's got a few things you've been praying for But it, it, it seems to be on vacation Or it hasn't showed up am I preaching to somebody right now that some stuff you've been praying for and you've got this hope and you haven't seen it. It looks lost hope, but you're still believing for it even though you haven't walked in it yet. Maybe it's a loved one that's lost and they haven't even been to church since you've been praying. But guess what? It's hope deferred that when it seems like that hope is delayed. You need to hear me. Just because it's been delayed, can I tell you, it'll make your heart sick. When, when what you've been wishing for and hoping for is delayed. I didn't say it wouldn't come. I just said it's delayed. The Bible says hope deferred, hope delayed. Make it the heart sick. Why? Because we're a microwave generation. Oh yeah, we want to put our marriage in a microwave and get it fixed right now. We want to put our kids in a microwave. We wish we could put them in a microwave sometimes. <laughs> We want a 30-second miracle right now. Read the directions. Don't you wish kids come with their instruction packing on the back? For well done. Those things that we've hoped for when it seems that it's delayed, something begins to happen. So those that feel depressed, sick, heart-sick. Heartbroken, I come to tell you, you are absolutely a normal Christian. If I, don't say nothing, that's good. I hope you get that. Just because you feel you have faith, but you need a little help with more faith. You sound like a perfectly normal child of God. Because when what you've been praying for is delayed, it doesn't mean you have stopped hoping. It does not believe. that. It does not mean that you quit serving God. It just means you're sick because the hunger for that prayer request to be answered, you want it right now. But this is what the Bible says. When the desire comes, when what you've been needing and praying for comes, it's gonna be a tree of life. I preach to you and I bring to you right now. That thing you've been praying for might have you a little bit sick. But when the desire comes, when that one thing you've been praying for shows up, we're going to have one throw down party around you and we're going to celebrate you. Somebody say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Come on, somebody say it's happening, it's it's coming. That thing I've been praying for, is coming somebody high five and say it's just delayed. Yeah, it's just delayed. Brother Dennis, it's just delayed. Uh, anybody ever been around negative people? Don't look to the left or right. How many knows if somebody just drives you crazy? Every time you get on the phone, It just everything's wrong. How many knows what I'm talking about right now? Don't put your hand... How many's that person sometimes? Go ahead. I see hands... go. Oh, can I get a witness right now? It's in these moments you go through these times. People that have lost, seen, can be that person and not believe in the hope for what they've been praying for. But there is a story that captivates everything I'm preaching. The Bible says in John chapter 11 and verse 1, there was a certain man which was sick named Lazarus. I see you. You're already out preaching my message. You already know the end of the story. Why don't we just go ahead and give the altar call? Oh, I'm preaching now. Pray tell. Why are you battling with hopelessness? on. on. I can dismiss right now. But the Bible puts illustrations right in front of us. So we understand you're not the only person that's ever stood in a delay, not knowing the outcome. But I come to preach to you that Lazarus looked like a hopeless situation. The Bible says that Lazarus was sick, and his sister sent unto him, said, Lord, would you? We need you, whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard, He said the sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard therefore that he was sick he stayed two days. Everybody say two days. days. In the same place where he was. Sometimes it seems like when we're praying for a miracle, Jesus does not move. Oh, let me try over here. I don't know if they're going to get it. But sometimes it seems as if while we're praying, we don't move God with our prayer. How many's ever been there? You've prayed and it seemed like it it hit the ceiling and come right back down. I'm looking around here. People, Brother Dennis... Brother Bobby, I see you up there all the years, the times. How many years have you been here? As far as I can remember. How many times have you prayed and it seemed like you hit the sheetrock and come right back down? Sister Martha, how many times has it seemed like and it seemed like God was not moved? I tell you that when Mary and Martha prayed for Lazarus, Lazarus is sick. It's up to God to heal and he didn't move for two days. Let me give you a word. Are you ready? Hope delayed is not hope denied. come to preach like a pastor to saints to tell you just because there's a delay doesn't mean God's saying no to your problem. Oh, I feel like shouting right now. God's hearing. Somebody say, God's hearing my prayer. God's hearing my prayer. I, I love verse 11. Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit, Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking the rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Dead. And when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days. And many of the Jews came to Mary and Martha to comfort them concerning their brother. We're so sorry for your loss, it's hard. When you have lost, people come up. How many ever got tired of answering the phone? Because you didn't want to say the same reaction to your loss. How many knows what I'm talking about? You just, no, you're being kind. Same thing. I'm so sorry for your loss. It's, well, we're praying for you. Because when there's a time of death, it's so hard to move on. It's so hard to realize the loss. Because at death, it seems completely hopeless. Something begins to happen here. The Bible says in verse 21 that of 20, then Martha, as soon as she had heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still at the house. Martha said, if thou would have been here, my brother had not died. I, he wouldn't have died, Jesus, if you would have showed up when I asked you to. I prayed, and if you would have came while he was still breathing, we would have had hope, but now that he's dead, there's no hope. And I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of, thy, of God, God will give it to you. She had faith. Jesus said, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha got real spiritual here. Like Sister Martha gets spiritual. Everybody's kind of peeking at you right now. Something begins to happen. Martha said, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I know he's going to, when the trumpet sounds, you know what she was saying? He's toast. That's what he's saying, he's gone. Lazarus is gone. Now we're hopeful of the resurrection. But what you gotta understand is, is the resurrection was standing right in front of them. Yeah. 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 Jesus saying, why do we have to wait then? Oh, I am standing right here because he is the resurrection and the life. Can I tell you, no situation is too far gone as long as Jesus is standing with you. Yeah. When he had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And when he said the name, here come Lazarus out of that tomb. I'm telling you, God wants to call some of your situations by name and say it's time to come on. There's some kids about to come back to church. I believe Easter Sunday, some people are going to be saved. God's going to call them by name. You may believe what I'm preaching right now. I believe some prodigals could be called by name. Some hopelessness could be called by name. A sickness could be called by name. And God can heal them in a moment. Hope for the hopeless. That is my message in our assignment tonight. I want you to look at somebody and say, believe in it. Tell them, say, that thing you've been praying for, you need to believe God's going to do it. Well, we're whispering now, aren't we? you shout a while ago. Point at somebody and say, God's going to do it. I say, I'll believe with you. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. God is going to do it. Hope for the hopeless. Sunday morning, I look, and I set up kind of on this side. Church is full of capacity, and I'm, y'all pray that God shows me what to do. We have to get PHS Auditorium, Parkersburg High School Auditorium to even have Easter Sunday because we don't have enough room. God is giving revival. And I looked over, Brother Chad. I looked over, Brother Chad. And I looked, because right before there's a great harvest, hell always tries to stop it. It always tries to distract. And I looked over and here's this i'm sitting here and this lady's sitting about middle about second row back and her hands and there's tattooed sleeve tattoos and she's covered tattoos all over she's a beautiful young lady she's standing with tattoos all over her body and i looked and her hands are swollen and they're swollen from infection from she shot so much heroin up in her hands swollen and all of a sudden i look as the power of god's touching her hands are that thick she probably don't weigh 105 pounds i look and the power of god begin to touch her all of the community had given up on her all of her family have given up on her it's hard to tell when she's getting the water to put in a needle probably off the back of a commode or something mixing the drugs with, sticking it in her hands and between her knuckles, but she's standing there with her hands lifted up and God's touching. You see, it looked like hopelessness. But in a moment when Jesus walks in, I was preaching in Texas and and there was a lady there that was completely, she was so vexed by a devil. And and while I'm preaching, the Holy Ghost began to get moving, because in an apostolic atmosphere, something began to happen. I look, and this lady come out, and she come to the front, and she came down, and when she got down on the altar, I'll never forget it, she began to bow up like a cat. Oh, we're going to talk some stuff now. She's Yeah, how would you like to be me? I've dealt with this stuff in other countries, and it just hides in religion in the church, but... Looking, she bowed up like a cat and just uncontrollable. Just couldn't control her flesh. And she bowed up. And I'm looking, I looked down at her and 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 I said, You unclean spirit. She bowed up and started growling. Yeah, you better have some corn in the crib when that starts happening. (laughs) That's what we said in Armstrong Creek anyway. You better have some corn in the crib you start dealing with devils and she bowed up like a cat and and I said she was growling. She was growling. I said you unclean. I was standing here and she was I said you unclean spirit you come out of her in the name of Jesus I ple-. And she went completely limp but when she lifted her hands this calmness there wasn't this strain. She started speaking in other tongues and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. You see even when it looks like it's hopeless when you come in this house when you come in where there's an anointing there's a Peace that'll come over you. God will deliver the most possessed person in a moment. He wants to stand all over this building. There is hope for the hopeless. Hope for the hope. It doesn't matter if you're an alcoholic. It doesn't matter. How many in here battle with alcohol over the years if you even want to tell it? One, two, three, four. Man, you bunch of alcoholics. I'm picking. I got a church full of them. I'm so thankful God delivered you. That's where you ought to clap your hands. God! I mean, and I, We're going to move on here. But you battle with alcohol and now you don't? You might be still part of an, an AA group and going in and trying, I, I want you to do the 12 steps. But there ought to be a moment to say, I remember back when I was but now I have hope it's tangible you know what I want you to do if you raise your hand I want you to look at somebody beside of you and say you got to believe that God can deliver alcoholics and if you was one of the testimonies say because I was one how many has God ever delivered somebody a depression come on anybody battle with depression look at this hands up Look at that. Now turn to somebody and say, God can he deliver you from depression if you need it. I've dealt with people that couldn't smile and didn't have joy. So sad. Try to medicate their sadness with every type of drug imaginable. You know what I've learned about it addicts? It's not that they want to get high, they just don't want to be sober. Well, That's a revelation, isn't it? They don't want to get high. They don't want to be under a bridge. They just don't want to be sober. They'd rather be under a bridge than to be sober and let their brain work properly. But the Bible wants to do some things. God wants to do some things through His Word, which will give you a clear thought plan, a renewing of who you are the washing of the water the word of your mind and god's going to give you a new beginning and a new ending and you can have peace when you sleep and when you get up in the morning god wants to give somebody in this house a new start they wants to hand you hope i want to lift our hands all over the building the, the musicians are here can we lift our hands and say god i thank you that i don't have to be hopeless that you've given me hope for hopelessness you can give me hope for somebody that I can believe for and trust that God that you're going to save them. God, there's hope for the hopeless. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I wonder right now if we could fill this altar, everybody, because you could be the, when you move, somebody else will move. Could we all just come to this altar right now and say, God, I need a touch myself. Could we all over this building